You're listening to the Summer Camp Music Festival Podcast with your host, Camp Counselor Derek. Jam. Ahoy campers! Welcome to part two of my Summer Camp 19 Recamp Special. This is episode 31, but it is a first. That's right, this is my first dive into the strange and wonderful world of EDM. You've been playing the exact same song for 14 hours. That means you're great. I was right about you guys. Weird you turn that into a compliment about yourself. Well, I'm on cocaine. My kid's baseball team came in second place. I don't care about that. But listen, there's a big music festival coming up. You've got some mad DJ skills. You could be our headliner. But here's the thing about me and EDM. I'm fascinated by it, but not in the same way I am by live instrumentation. But that's the great thing about camp. You get to see things that you might not otherwise see. I remember the first time Bass Nectar played at camp and I was happening by the moonshine stage. I was floored by the energy and excitement over it. Now, it wasn't my thing, but it's been fun to watch the EDM side of the fest blossom and take over part of the festival. And let's face it, folks, EDM is, is a good draw for the festival. Uh, when I was in my 20s, I did like some artists that I think paved the way. Um, Coincidentally, Moby was just on Alec Baldwin's podcast recently, and I, th- I thought that was a fascinating story, the kind of rise and fall of Moby. But one of my favorite albums in college was a band, uh, the band Prodigy, and that album was called Music for a Jilted Generation. And I would say to any of you out there that are EDM fans, y- you should own that album. And I know the whole album thing may be antiquated to some, but, but please, listen to the whole album all the way through. It's a masterpiece. So that's all I'm going to say on that. But... There's not a lot of it here on this podcast, and here's where we fix that. One thing I do want to mention is that when an artist talks about their first show, I try to find that show. When we talk about live cuts from summer camp, I try to get the actual clips from summer camp. But that becomes tricky when you're talking about EDM, folks, because here's what the average EDM song sounds like when recorded live and posted on the old interweb. Yeah, that's just hard to listen to. So I've tried to pull cleaner versions of the songs we talked about in these interviews as to better represent the artist. And of course, before I get into the interviews, I encourage you to stick around for the Jam of the Week, which is a live selection from a past camp. And one of those artists that reached out to me was Jay Wara. And I caught a bit of her set on the Starshine stage, which I enjoyed. But before that set, I had a chance to sit down with her. Now, what floored me about this interview is that she's from Chicago originally. I've been an avid music fan, living in the city for 20 years, and when I asked Jay Wara about her first concert, she mentioned two artists and two venues that I had never heard of. So that tells you how out of touch I am with this side of the music scene. But there's always more room in my heart for new music, so here's my interview with Jay Wara. (laughs) 
Hey, summer campers! I am here in a uh, an RV outside the church because the church was too loud. With Jay Wara, who's playing today on the Starshine stage. How are you? Hey, hey. Um, so yeah, uh, I, as I've said on the podcast before, there's there's not a lot of EDM on my show, and uh, it's not that I'm you know closed off to it. It's just I don't know nothing about it. Um, but the first question that I ask everybody on my podcast is, what was your first concert? And that's, like, what was the first one that had an impact on you or the first big one? Yeah, I'm actually from a pretty small town, so growing up, I didn't have a ton of exposure to, say, concerts and stuff like that. Um, but when I... I grew up in Spring Grove, Illinois, actually, okay. so it's, like, north, right by the border of Wisconsin. But um, when I first moved to Chicago, um, the first shows I started going to were like Green Velvet and Gene Ferris, um, who are some staple artists in Chicago, um, house artists. So seeing them at like um, Sound or The Mid. Um, and then I also went to Spring Awakening when it first started up in Chicago. So those were probably the most impactful in terms of exposure to the scene. The haters act like they're profound. They ain't movers and shakers. They say they all get paper. They're just crackheads pulling capers. Let me drop some knowledge, flowers with it into vapor, just like Billy, Vanilli, just like Billy, Vanilli, just like Billy, Vanilli, Billy, Vanilli. Um, right now, I live in Los Angeles, oh, so I moved from Chicago to LA uh, about five years ago. Oh, right on. And um, so, you know, like I said, I, I know very little. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of curious um, how. I don't know if you heard. There's a podcast called Sound. Uh, I think it's called Sound Exploder. Um, and what they do is they kind of break down like they'll take the pieces of a song and kind of break it down and have an artist tell. Um, where the idea came from. So I, I thought maybe we could just do that with one of your songs. You can kind of tell me what came first, whether it was the, the, the bass or whether it was the melody line or... Yeah, so um, I guess they all start differently um, for me. And um, one in particular, I think we were going to play uh, Modern Medicine. And it's one that I put out uh, probably a year and a half ago now. But um, I actually made the track and I had one of my own vocals on it and I just didn't think it was doing enough justice so I sent it to Dances with the White Girls who's pretty pretty big vocalist um, for house music and he cut up you know a couple takes and sent him my way and so it was one of those things where you know I produced the track and I just thought it deserved better vocal than what I could give it and so that's when I enlisted the help of a professional vocalist. <laughs> All right, so you want to you want to play a little bit and uh, and just kind of take me through maybe what wh what was the first what was the first inkling of this song like how did it start? So it started with the groove, just the percussive groove, um, and trying to get that to work with some kind of like low end like bass line, fitting that whole groove together, um, and then from there. I kind of just wrote the the main lead that you'll hear on the drop, um, added some effects in the background, and then his vocal fills out the track, you know, the rest of the way, so 
for this one, I was just trying to make the most of uh, a few ingredients versus trying to throw a bunch into it. Is this something that you'll play here tonight then? Maybe. <laughs> Probably, you don't want to spoil it. I mean, this is going to come out weeks after, so yeah. it won't be spoiling it at that point. Um, so you're playing on the Starshine stage. Uh, how does that work logistically? I mean, is there... It, what's the load-in like for a DJ? I've always kind of wondered that. I, 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 I know I know DJ's probably the wrong thing to say also. <laughs> call me, yeah, I'm fine with DJ. Um, DJ and producer, I do both of those. Um, but uh, it's it's kind of nice because it's really simple. Okay. You bring a USB stick for me at least. I just bring a USB stick in my headphones, and um, you know some artists use their laptops. Some use different. Uh, That's what I was yeah, some people use hardware, um, different equipment. But um, yeah, for me it's just a USB stick. Cool. Well, here here's a question. How how do you know um, how do you know when a and, and and this would go for for you know, group of people sitting around writing a song with instruments, it, how do you know when a song is done? It's a good question. Uh, I don't know if a song is ever done yeah. in an artist's eyes. Yeah. Um, you know, you could sit on a track and have a hundred different versions of it, and I'm sure that you'd still find something else that you'd want to change. Uh, it's uh, Chris Lake. He actually posted. He just released a song today called "Stay with Me." And it was funny because a couple days ago he posted. Um, that he kept going back in and changing stuff. So he kept going back in and like uh, fine-tuning the hats and stuff like that. And it just goes to show that like artists were so critical on our work that we'll always find something that we want to change. Yeah. Well, and, and when something is done, you have to forever accept that that was done in the time and that's how it's going to be going forward. And, you know, learn from it on the next thing if you don't want that thing <laughs> yeah i mean one that's the thing once you release a track it's out there and that lives out there forever so it's one of those things where i still have tracks where i go back and i'm like i hate what i did with my you know my baseline or my low end or i hate how i mixed it but you know half of that stuff is the regular listener can't even yeah pick it apart well and, and, and i mean the, the the listener doesn't know what came before they don't know what changes you made they don't know what you added so yeah yeah, yeah. Totally. yeah um all right well I, I actually think that that works out pretty well um how do you know when to end a podcast yeah right uh <laughs> you maybe just look at each other and be like yeah that was good thumbs up <laughs> I, th I, th I think it was good all right well hey thanks a lot for taking the time to sit down with me and um we're going to uh we'll probably play out one more track on the podcast here of yours uh to take us out of this interview Don't stop. 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 Don't st
My thanks again to Jamie for talking to me. Again, that was her song, Write All Night. Check out Jay Wara at jaywara.com. Uh, that's J-W-O-R-R-A.com. Uh, she has music up on SoundCloud, and I see her on all the old major social media platforms. So another artist that reached out to me was a duo from Chicago known as Kola. That's K-O-L-L-A. These guys are up and coming and were part of the summer camp on the road tour. So here's my talk with them. Uh, you guys just did your set a couple hours ago on the uh, Starshine shit stage, right? How'd that go? It was great. You know, it was our first uh, summer music festival, so it was great to, you know, play for a crowd of people, and yeah, it's a meaningful experience for us. Awesome. Um, so we'll, let's start with this. Let's uh, let me have you introduce yourselves, and um, and then I'll get to what my standard first question is, and I'll keep you in suspense for that. But uh, so uh, you are. I'm Casey. I'm Julian. Okay, and you guys make up Cola. So you um, you kind of that's kind of an interesting. Are there a lot of team uh, DJs? The the like duty EDM yeah like yeah, a duo there's a, there's a couple like uh, that are influences for us yeah, and, yeah it's become um, so on the on the podcast the first question I ask everyone and uh, I I did my first EDM interview yesterday or two days ago for the with uh, Jay Wara and she's I'm from Chicago uh, and she's from Chicago and I I always ask everyone on the podcast for the first question what was your first concert or what was the first concert that had an impact on you and uh, Jamie J. Wara gave me two bands and two venues in Ch- Chicago that I'd never heard of. <laughs> because I'm a 42-year-old jam band. But I still am very curious. What, uh, so I'll, I'll do you one at a time. What, what was your first show, like first show that had an impact on you? And, and you guys are fairly young, so it wasn't, probably wasn't that long ago for you. So this wasn't my first concert, but like I think the most, like, the concert that had the biggest impact on me. Uh, we went to Lollapalooza freshman year, so two years ago for us. And uh, it was like a really rainy night. And Porter Robinson, I don't know if you know who it is, but it's uh, this DJ who's uh, like 
absolutely amazing. The visuals are amazing. Like the music's amazing, and uh, it's pouring rain, and this is when like it's pretty dark outside. So, like on top of like the music, which is like a great vibe, like the rain's coming down. You can like look up, and like the light's still hitting the water, like the rain that's coming down, and it's just like it's amazing to see. And I, I really like I love that, and seeing that really like wanted me to continue doing this. And yeah, um, yeah. At the time he was playing Sad Machine. And so that song, I always listen to that song. But um, yeah, it was amazing with the rain and the lights. It was, it was insane. That's awesome. I mean, Lollapalooza for me, my first Lollapalooza was, you know, mid 90s when it was a touring thing. And I was so happy when it settled in Chicago. But to think that, like, that's something that you guys have the opportunity to do. I mean, festivals, I mean, it, it, considering Lollapalooza a festival, festivals weren't really around when, when I was your age. You know, there was like, Woodstock 99, which was a huge failure, and um, and then in the early 2000s you got your Bonnaroo's, and bef before that it was all like local hemp festivals that would have the bands play. Uh, uh, one of the first bands to play at summer camp in 2001 was Acoustic Hookah. They had a festival in Ohio called Hookahville. <laughs> so that was probably my first festival. Um, now a lot of the EDM seems to happen in clubs. Like, do you guys have a problem being being young and and, and navigating that world? Um, it's like kind of a problem because we're still like not of age. Yeah. yeah. So we always have to have our manager around stuff yeah. like that. 
Yeah. Cool. I mean, but you can still play over 21 clubs. They just, is yeah. that, how does that work? They just bring you in the back or it's just kind of under the table? Yeah, our friends are like, how do you play at a 21 plus show? Like when you're like 17. So it's like pretty funny. It gets pretty old answering the same question yeah. that we're allowed to do it. Yeah. But uh, yeah. yeah. Well, we're curious because I mean, I, I, there's been stories of artists who have who've done that in the past, but for the most part, you know, I, I remember going nuts when I was 18. Like that's, and I think that's why you get the question because people remember that feeling of being 18 and I could have given a shit about drinking. Yeah. I really didn't care about drinking. I just wanted to go see the bands, but I didn't have that option. Yeah. So I think that's why you're gonna get that question over yeah, and over. For sure. So uh, wh well, where are you guys both from? Uh, we're both from Chicago in the North Shore area. Yeah, suburbs yeah. off of Chicago. I'm from. I'm from Chicago. You can't yeah, say you can't say Chicago. And <laughs> yeah, well, I get that. So yeah, North suburbs. Yeah. Uh, you, did you say Wilmette? Yes, yeah, I'm Wilmette. I'm Wilmette. Northfield. Oh, right on. I've been I've been looking at moving to those oh, that sweet. whole area, the whole yeah. north north northwest side. We're actually kind of looking at Park it's Ridge, awesome. but. Oh, oh, okay. Um, Oh, you made a face because because my wife has an aunt that lives in Wilmette and and uh, whoo that that part of Wilmette that she lives in I I feel out of place there. There are some really? big ass homes over oh, there. Oh. <laughs> oh, that part, yeah. <laughs> um, cool. So you guys you grew up in Chicago. I mean, uh, for the listeners that don't know, Wilmette's very close north suburbs. So you're essentially in the city. I guess you guys get to say Chicago. It's easier to say to like people who are from, I don't yeah. know, say New York. I, oh, I'm from Chicago instead of like I'm from Wilmette. <laughs> like totally, you actually, you absolutely get to do that, especially because you're artists and that's where you're featured. You're you're probably not doing a ton of Wilmette gigs yeah. these days. Yeah, no. <laughs> Except they do have a uh, music festival now in Winnetka that actually brings some decent people in, and we're playing that. Oh no shit! Actually, yeah. what, what's that called? It's uh, the Wilmette, uh, Winnetka Music Festival. And when is it? Uh, June twenty first and twenty second. And Twenty second. Yeah. All right. That'll probably be. Uh, I'll, we'll go ahead and promote that because that'll yeah. uh, be. I'll be releasing this podcast pretty shortly Perfect. before that. That's good. Um, and uh, so uh, I, I didn't get to catch your set, but it, it went well. It, yeah. and it, was, uh, it was great. You know, perfect. Everyone was vibing to us, and definitely a great first set. Mm -hmm. Everyone was like spread out, but uh, everyone was still dancing, so yeah. that was great. Had, had you guys been, have you been here in the past, or is this your first summer camp? First summer camp. Yeah, this is my first. Yeah. I just, I, the reason I was asking is because there was, there's a, normally where all the EDM stuff is, happens is in a vibe tent, which I'm sure you've heard, people were very disappointed that the vibe tent was gone and moved to the stage. So I was curious, I, I mean, you, you guys wouldn't know because you weren't here, but I, I've been kind of curious to ask people how that feels to be outdoors versus kind of indoors because that tent was almost enclosed it right. felt like and to me that almost feels like where EDM should be how do you how do you feel about that do you would you prefer to do an indoor or an outdoor show as long as we have a good crowd and that's all I care about but was this our first outdoor show uh, no no it wasn't because we played at ISU oh okay. yeah I don't um, I don't know which one I like better. Yeah. Yeah. It was interesting because some of the time, like, when we were doing the set today, this is our first time really performing in the day outside. And so I was, like, you know, trying to find certain buttons. And you couldn't, like, tell if, because sometimes you have to see the lighting. And if it's blinking, you know, it's on. And so I couldn't really tell because it's, like, a green light. And it's really, like, with the sun hitting, I could not see whether it was on or not. So that was the only problem. But it was, it was fun. Yeah. Cool. And uh, how did you end up here in the first? So you were, were you part of the on the road tour? Yeah. Yeah. We uh, won a competition in uh, yeah Champagne at Canopy Club, and yeah. Cool. Yeah. That that on the road tour is a ton of fun. Yeah. Um, I usually try to hit one of them in Chicago every year. 
Um, were, did you happen to hit any, either of the shows at Martyrs? We did not. Yeah, we only went to the... Oh, because you can't get into Martyrs. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's why everyone asks, because that's, <laughs> that's fascinating to old people like me. Well, guys, hey, I want to thank you. I want to thank you so much for taking the time to sit down. Um, tell, give me, uh, give me a song of yours that I should take us out on in this interview. Uh, our, we came out with a uh, remix uh, recently, unofficial remix of Frank Ocean's song, and uh, we it was last week when we released it. It's doing pretty well, and we're we're excited about it. It's on SoundCloud right now. All right, and here's a little taste of that. Thanks again, guys. Thank you. Thank you. again to Cola. Super nice guys and patient with an old man obsessing about their age. And again, that was uh, the self-control Cola remix. They can be found on social media as We Are Cola, K-O-L-L-A, and have tunes up on SoundCloud as well. So like I said at the top of the show, most live videos of EDM are not ideal, but I did find this one which was recorded from on stage and therefore the bass is tolerable from the onstage monitors. This is Zed's Dead, before there was a Vibe Tent, or a Vibe Village, or Vibe Stage. Yep, this was when the Starshine Stage was called the Jaeger Stage by most people. This is Dead, Zed's Dead from 2012. I'm going to take a minute, as you kids say. I'll be back in a couple months to start looking forward to the 20th anniversary of Summer Camp. Be good, y'all. Thank you.
Yo, Summer Camp, let me see your motherfucking Z's up in the air for this one.
You know what? D d go ahead. I don't care. I, I see what you're doing. Go ahead and play it. I don't care because I'm not that old. I can get into it, okay? We just let's just get this stuff packed. Play it. I think I'm doing it! <laughs>